He you have Thank failed you, against co-government. Thank you, Jack. You've just made a hopeless case here. You've failed against co-government. For us to make sure we get the broadcasting portfolio after this election. Is that a threat, Mr Peters? <laughs> no, it's not a threat. It's a promise that you're going to be, have an operation that's much more improved than what it is now. Is this an idea? That was Winston Peters biting back at TVNZ host Jack Tame in an extraordinary interview last weekend on the Q&A show with just an idea his party in charge of broadcasting and media policy after the election. Now, Mr Peters called the host arrogant, jumped up, overpaid, a Philadelphia lawyer and more in that encounter. But the most menacing claim was that Jack Tame was biased because his bosses at the state-owned broadcaster wanted it that way. We're not corrupt like you. You're on this programme trying to get rid of New Zealand first because your masters no, told you to. I'm asking... i got news for you, Jack, and your masters... The people out there will decide this election, and the news for your masters is all bad. Just one week earlier, the New Zealand First Leader had complained that the media were working in concert with rival politicians to shut us out of this campaign. And he singled out News Hub and Stuff and said that the absence of an honest fourth estate, coupled with co-governance, had left our democracy hanging by a thread. There is a strident call on the website for a Royal Commission of Inquiry into media bias and manipulation in New Zealand with the petition... And this claim. We have clearly biased media in New Zealand, conditioned now to publish what they believe is true, not what is fact. TVNZ responded to Winston Peters' claims on the Q&A show like this. TVNZ says its editorial independence is protected by legislation. It says Q&A operates without fear or favour and challenges people across the political spectrum. It says host Jack Tame was doing his job. And as part of that job, Jack Tame last weekend also asked about New Zealand First donations from rich listers in this campaign and from racing circles. And that drew this response from Mr Peters. We won't have amateur hour based on what you don't know. By all means, Mr Peters, I'm answering you. Well, if you'll just keep quiet for a second, take a valium, and realise we're only two weeks away from the election. Well, it's only one week to go now to election day and early voting opened just the day after Winston Peters threatened to sort out TVNZ once in power. And not once, but twice in that interview. Should answer straight and questions. Start with you being after, put to them, being we're going put to start to them with on, TVNZ after this campaign. Being put to them on how behalf of the wasted, New Zealand How people? much have they wasted on the merger? The pattern in past election campaigns has been that our political parties push policies on big-ticket issues like tax, health and education and current campaign controversies like co-governance, while broadcasting and media plans are often left to either the last minute or overlooked entirely. But while media policy is not seen as a vote-grabber by most parties, our media are important and influential and partly state-owned. And over the past decade, successive governments have spent more than a quarter of a billion dollars a year on the media, and that's rising. So, what do the parties have planned for it this time round? Now, last Monday, New Zealand First's current broadcasting spokesperson, Jenny Marcroft, told a special election media policy debate organised by the lobby group Better Public Media it was a shame that the media merger didn't happen, and she praised the current minister for trying. Um, I believe that um, he's actually done a good job, pretty good job, and it was just a real shame. He had three weeks to go. He could have got that, that merger through, but uh, the rug was pulled out from underneath him. 
Now, the Labour Party's post-merger Plan B is more money instead for state-owned RNZ and Māori Broadcasting and the government's broadcasting funding agency New Zealand On Air. And it was described like this by the Broadcasting and Media Minister Willie Jackson at that Better Public Media event last Monday. When the merger fell over, we had to come up with something else. And I think in the last seven or eight months, you know, we've got the frameworks in place. You know, the, the initial investment in terms of RNZ, which was starved of, of money for 10 years. Willie Jackson said TBNZ and RNZ now have newly staffed boards to take the state-owned broadcasters forward, but they won't repeat the Public Interest Journalism Fund, which ran for the past three years and cost $55 million. Willie Jackson said he also wants to reform the Broadcasting Act of 1989, which predates the internet, and pass the Fair Digital News Bargaining Bill into law, the bill which would oblige big tech companies to pay local news media for the news that they carry. It'll give the the news producers a chance to actually get some compensation because they've been ripped off by these global giants. They've been ripped off, and, 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 and I've had so many people come to my office and, and ask for us to do something. But in the end, said Willie Jackson, it will still be finance ministers who hold the purse strings. Because that minister, like I do in Māori development, and, I, and I've had to do in broadcasting, has to go up to the Minister of Finance, has to work with Treasury in terms of pulling resources back. Now, the National Party's long-serving spokesperson on broadcasting and media is Melissa Lee, formerly a TV producer herself before she went into politics, making programmes for Asian New Zealanders with New Zealand on-air funds. National strongly opposed Labour's public media merger, and Melissa Lee has called the Fair Digital News Bargaining Bill an internet tax and argued that tech companies shouldn't be compelled to do deals with our news media. This time round, there's nothing in National's policy manifesto so far about broadcasting or media, and it doesn't feature at all in the party's plan for its first 100 days in power. And Melissa Lee was not at the Better Public Media debate held in her own electorate this week to put forward the party's plans. The ACT Party wasn't represented at Monday's debate either, and broadcasting and media doesn't feature in any of their published manifesto or policy plans. But the party did condemn the RNZ-TVNZ merger as a waste of money in the past, and in a statement in 2021, ACT leader David Seymour said that ACT would apply the mixed ownership model to TVNZ to pay down COVID-19 debts and improve their long-run profitability and possibly dividends. Now, commercial media might also take an indirect hit to revenues under a national and or ACT government. Both parties have pledged to cut state agencies spending on advertising and public information, such as those lucrative road safety ad campaigns, ACC messages and things like that. Tapati Māori didn't attend Monday's debate either, and its manifesto's only specific media policy is to require all state-funded broadcasters to have a basic fluency level of te reo Māori. In the past, New Zealand First had several highly specific and quite ambitious media policies at election time, such as selling TV2 and decommercialising TV1, and also putting what they called sports of national significance back on free-to-air television. And in 2017, the party also backed a digital services tax for big tech platforms hosting New Zealand journalism on their platforms, and also for international outfits operating here, like Netflix. 
In New Zealand First spokesperson Jenny Marcroft was an energetic contributor to that Better Public Media event last Monday. She said the party backed the Fair Digital News Bargaining Bill and also suggested that subscriptions to news organisations could become tax deductible and also that the government should invest in a training pipeline of media talent. We would like to have a collaboration with uh, newsrooms uh, to have a 50-50 funding system for a two-year internship for journalism students and media students coming out of uh, journo schools. Jenny Marcroft also said they'd fold up existing and ageing media legislation into a new Public Media Act and create a new avenue for compliance and complaints. And also what we'd like to do is we'd like to replace the BSA, the Broadcasting Standards Authority, and establish the role of a media ombudsman. So those are some of our policies which we are just announcing. In 2017, New Zealand First also backed a digital services tax for big tech platforms, something the Green Party had also suggested at that time. And at Monday's Better Public Media meeting, the Green spokesperson Ricardo Menendez-March also a candidate for Mount Albert, said they still back that idea. Um, Green Party is very much open to the idea of having a levy to create that a partisan um, funding stream. And I think particularly for um, our community and student media, I think that will also be really, really important. The Green Party's policy for this election is mostly a reboot of previous election policies based on backing and bolstering existing state-owned broadcasters and New Zealand On Air. It also says Māori broadcasting and media should be prioritised and recognised as a platform to uphold the culture of tangata whenua in Aotearoa, New Zealand. It wants to bring the three existing media industry regulators for news, broadcasting and advertising into one common framework based on self-regulation and giving effect to te tiriti or waitangi. It also wants to establish what it calls a digital media commons for public TV and radio, community broadcasters and website media providers, which gives free access to all public interest content and publicly funded resources. Now back in 2014, the Greens also backed the creation of a public journalism fund to be administered by Creative New Zealand, and its current policy is an evolution of the one it's developed and updated over several campaigns. Now it's strange that for an industry and a public service that's in huge upheaval right now, and one that's important to politicians for their own interests, that there is so little interest in up-to-date policies for the media being available to the public. But there's still a week to go, and still the chance of something unexpected from the parties before polling day next weekend.